You're listening to the Mission Gathering Thornton Message Podcast, a weekly show of our Sunday sermons that give you a way to connect with God, grow in faith, and find wholeness. Thanks for joining us. Here's the message. You know, again and again, God meets us where we are. A theme I hear again and again from church leaders, especially leaders of color during the last year is that we as a nation in America are facing multiple pandemics. On the surface level, there's the obvious pandemic of the coronavirus as, you know, well over or at least close to 500,000 people have died at this point, probably many more. But Beyond that, there's more pandemics we've been dealing with for, for much longer. There's the pandemic of racism, the pandemic of financial injustice, and the, the pandemic of lies and deception. You know, the coronavirus is an apocalypse in many ways, and, and I know many of us think of a, an apocalypse as like a disaster movie or end of the world scenario, but it's at its true meaning, an apocalypse really means an, an unveiling, a revealing, like showing us what's really happening below the surface. And that's what the pandemic has been, the coronavirus, an unveiling, a revealing of what's really going on, really revealing the sickness that already exists within our nation. You know, whether it be a policing system that has resisted reform at the cost of black lives, a financial system which We've seen the 1% gain inordinate amounts of wealth during the pandemic while so many struggle just to pay their bills and so many people and institutions committed to spreading lies and deception almost at the cost of our democracy. There are multiple pandemics happening within our nation right now. And even when the vaccine has been fully distributed, we'll still be dealing with these broader pandemics uh, for which our nation must seek healing. And still, I believe, exists yet another foundational pandemic, the sickness of loneliness and isolation. I believe this pandemic is just as much, if not more, destructive and dangerous than these other pandemics. According to a survey done before the start of COVID, roughly 73% of adults said that they feel alone or isolated, sometimes or always, 73%. And these effects uh, have only worsened, certainly have only worsened since the pandemic hit. And as the pandemic has dragged on and on, we're nearly a year into it, we've only begun to see the effects that this loneliness and isolation has caused. Now, I don't want to diminish or dismiss these other pandemics in any way, you know, of racism, of injustice, of inequality. But in my mind, there seems to be an obvious connection between a lack of human connectedness and the failure of people and communities to recognize the humanity in others. I believe that when we fail to see our connection as human beings to other people, we open ourselves up to a whole host of sicknesses that affect others far worse than they affect ourselves. To me, then, this sense of loneliness and isolation and disconnectedness is a huge foundational problem that's driving many of our larger societal ills. 
And since the beginning of COVID, we have only become more and more isolated and alone. You know, I'll confess that for myself, during this time of, of COVID, this time of COVID, this is what weighs on me the most. My wife is an ER nurse, she works nights, and often she'll work three or four night shifts in a row, sleeping, of course, during the day. So, you know, it looks like she'll come home from a night shift, say hi, or I'll be rushing the kids off to school. With, you know, there's little time for human interaction, for adult conversation. And during these shifts, when I'm, these stretches, when I'm trying to entertain the kids, keep them quiet so mom can sleep, uh, get stuff done, all the while trying to stay sane myself. I know that by the end of the weekend, by the time Saturday or Sunday rolls around, I'll feel, like I'll really feel in my body the pain, the painfulness of, of loneliness and isolation. You know, because, you know, with COVID going on, you can't really go anywhere. You're not supposed to go anywhere. So you're just stuck at home all day. It's very, very challenging. You know, alone in a difficult spot, it can be pretty brutal. And I, I know I'm not alone in this, you know, whether it's because we're stuck at home with the kids. Uh, maybe you live at home and you're alone. And even if you have a partner or spouse with you, even then, I imagine, I'm sure, these feelings of loneliness and isolation, they're right there. You feel them. And it doesn't matter how many Zoom calls or FaceTimes or video conferences we do. Like, we often feel at the end of those FaceTimes, video conferences, whatever, we often feel just as alone and isolated because, like, it's just kind of this false connectedness like we're all alone and in a difficult spot it's hard you know i was thinking about this disconnectedness and loneliness and being in a tough spot the movie castaway came to mind now it's been several years since the movie castaway came out uh, it stars tom hanks as this guy named chuck who survives a plane crash in the middle of the pacific ocean washes up on a deserted island and is stuck there, you know, alone, all by himself. And as I thought about Chuck's problem, this main character, I realized that the, he really had more than one problem. The obvious external problem was that he was alone on a desert island. But internally, he constantly battled despair. And on, on a philosophical level, he even questioned whether or not he should keep living. You know, these three unique challenges seemed to particularly connect to a story I was recently reading from the Bible. Today is the first Sunday of Lent, and actually I'm recording this on Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, hence why I have the ashes on my forehead. But these 40 days of Lent are meant to commemorate Jesus' temptation in the desert, uh, and they're a time in which followers of Jesus are invited to consider what they might sacrifice or take on as a faith practice to align themselves, ourselves, more closely with the ways of God. So today we're going to read this exact story, that exact kind of uh, story from the book of Luke, uh, verses starting in chapter 4, starting in verse 1. So, in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says that Jesus returned from the Jordan River full of the Holy Spirit and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. 
There he was tempted for forty days by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and afterward, Jesus was starving. Now, perhaps you're familiar with this story. You remember the three temptations that Jesus experiences. You know, he's tempted to turn stoves into bread, to, you know, throw himself off a cliff or something like that, and then to fall down and worship the devil. Each time, Jesus resists. And when I looked a little closer to each temptation, I noticed a parallel to the temptations that Jesus experienced to the challenges that Chuck was facing alone on that island. First, there was the internal challenge. Jesus was hungry, so he was tempted to turn stones to bread. We read this in verses 3 through 4. The devil said to him, Since you are God's son, command the stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus replied, it's written, people won't live by bread alone. Second, there was the philosophical question. Jesus is challenged. He's challenged to worship the devil, to change his allegiances, you might say. We see this in verses 5 through 8. Next, the devil led him to a high place and showed him in a single instant all the kingdoms of the world. The devil said, I will give you this whole domain and the glory of all these kingdoms. It's been entrusted to me and I can give to anyone I want. Therefore, if you will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, you will worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Finally, the external challenge. If you remember this, the devil takes Jesus to a high spot and says, throw yourself down. Doesn't the Bible say that God won't allow you to be harmed? Verses 9 through 13. The devil brought him into Jerusalem and stood him at the highest point of the temple. He said to him, Since you are God's son, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and they will take you up in their hands so that you won't hit your foot on a stone. Jesus answered, It's been said, Don't test the Lord your God. After finishing every temptation, the devil departed from him and waited for his next opportunity. It's interesting. Each time, again and again, Jesus was able to counter what the temptation, the challenge that the devil was giving him with a message from God that was within him. You know, it's, it's easy to look at this story and to wonder where God is. It seems very much like Jesus is alone, isolated and lonely this whole time. Yet if you remember the beginning, the beginning of this story, the Bible says that Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit, full of the Spirit of God. Then, when this story ends, angels come to help, to minister, to strengthen Jesus. God was with Jesus the entire time. This is, this is the truth about God. Author Denise Anderson says, says it this way, God meets us where we are in the midst of our reluctance, our doubt, our weariness, and proclaims that we are good. You know, in this bigger story of Jesus, this event in the desert happened just after the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, where Jesus had been told, proclaimed by God to be God's beloved son, whom he loved. This is who God is. This is what God does. 
Again, to quote Denise Anderson, God meets us at the edge of things. In our suffering, our uncertainty, our reluctance, God meets us at the end and promises to stay with us, watching over us through the wilderness of our lives. Where are the edges in your life right now? And how is God meeting you there? These edges or challenges are likely internal, external, and philosophical. The obvious external one is the, the pandemic. Perhaps you're a person of color and dealing with racism or injustice. Maybe you're, you're dealing with the, the sickness of lies and deception within your broader family. And most fundamental of all, you're probably dealing with the, the sickness of isolation and loneliness. But again, that's not all. These external challenges come with internal challenges of stress and anxiety as you try to, to figure out how you're going to make it through this. And, and maybe you're wondering on a more philosophical level, like, what's the point? Why should I keep working for justice, for truth, for equality? Like, why should I keep trying? But again and again, again and again, God meets us where we are. When we're feeling lost, God meets us. When we're feeling alone, God comes to us and tells us, we are not alone, and we feel like giving up, God comes to us, God meets us where we are, reminds us that we have within us what we need. We have within us what we need, given to us already by God. You know, a prominent theme throughout the Christian story is that God takes the initiative. God takes the initiative. I can't say that word. God takes the initiative. In the book of Romans, to paraphrase, it says that God is not willing that any should perish, that anyone should be separated from God, but that all should come to a relationship with God. God takes the initiative. Even in our doubts, our uncertainty, our exhaustion, God comes to us telling us that we are not alone. God gives us a purpose and reminds us that we have within us what we already need. This morning, or whenever you're watching this, I invite you to think about all the ways God has come to you again and again in your life. And remember, God may not always come to you in ways expected, sort of like I talked about last week. And I want to invite you to consider what it would look like to live knowing you are a child of God, love beyond measure within your core and deep essence. Again and again, as Denise Anderson says, God meets us where we are, but does not, God does not leave us there. And when God moves us, because God moves us, remember God takes the initiative, we move from the sinking sand of lies and deception to the solid ground of truth. We move from a selfish self-centeredness to a deep care for the well-being of our neighbors. And we move from feelings of isolation and loneliness and purposelessness to knowing we are loved, knowing we are not alone, and knowing we have a purpose 
and are tasked with making a difference in the world and helping others connect with Jesus and find that same meaning and connection within their own lives. No matter where we are, no matter what we are dealing with, no matter the truth of the matter is this. The truth of the matter is this. God meets us at the edge of our things, in our suffering and in our uncertainty, our reluctance. God meets us at the end and promises to stay with us, watching over us through the end, through the very wilderness of our lives to the end. I want to invite you to consider what pandemic seems to be hitting you the hardest? Racism, financial injustice, loneliness, deception. Which struggle is the hardest for you? The external, the internal, the philosophical? In the midst of your challenges, where has God been meeting you? And what is God's message for you? Think about that today. And if you're watching with us on Sunday morning, I invite you to join us for our Zoom communion discussion group and we'll, we'll share these responses among ourselves. Again and again, God meets us where we are. You're listening to the Mission Gathering Thornton Message Podcast, a weekly show of our Sunday sermons that give you a way to connect with God, grow in faith, and find wholeness. Thanks for joining us. Here's the message.